When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How many of you wake up every morning wondering what your ideal self would be? How many of you not only have asked this question, but know the answer frontwards and backwards? You know who has? Drake White, an American country music singer and songwriter. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and this is like country music capital of the world. And on the podcast, I haven't had a single conversation with any country musicians, I don't think. And so... I was at the airport, Nashville airport, and I actually bumped into Drake White at the airport. He was playing a show on an airplane, which is a long story, but we got to talking and I was hooked on this guy. He's so interesting. He's so fascinating, but I hadn't heard of him before, but a lot of people have. A lot of people have heard his song, Simple Life. It was his debut single, and he also has this new album, Spark, that was released last year. I've actually gotten really into it. And so a lot of you have maybe heard of Drake White. Many of you have probably listened to his music on the radio. But how many of you know his story? How many of you have taken the time to understand why Drake has made it his life's mission to thrive off of the impossible? If Seth Godin is right about the definition of creativity, which is anything that is outside of the rule books, then Drake White is as creative and unique as they come in the music world and outside of it. I'm Brandon Harvey, and this is Sounds Good the weekly podcast where we have hopeful conversations with inspiring people who are rejecting cynicism and using their lives to make an impact. I'm so excited about this conversation, so let's just jump straight into it. So Drake, you and I first met on an airplane flying across the country. Yeah, I I, I get on those a lot here lately. The key difference in this situation is that instead of you just getting on an airplane uh, to sit and to patiently wait for your arrival, you got on the airplane with all your gear and with your band. And as soon as we got up to cruising altitude, you and your band broke out your instruments and you guys played a concert on Southwest Airlines. Yeah, dude. That was pretty, that was pretty <laughs> rad, wasn't it? That was, it was super amazing. Yeah. I've been working with Southwest for a while, uh, telling stories with them. Um, and they're like, Brandon... We can't tell you who is going to be on the plane, but we can tell you that there's going to be a surprise. Yeah. And we want you to Snapchat it and take photos for Instagram. And I was like, yeah, I can definitely say yes to this. For sure. And probably disappointed that I wasn't the rapper, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this isn't Drake. This isn't Drake. This is Drake White. (laughs) Nobody communicated this clearly to me. Yeah, man, that would have been awesome. But I don't know. What, but I got what, you instead, and I connected with you, and I yeah, love you. I thank you. Likewise, that that was a cool connection. Uh, now that I'm 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 getting back and 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 linking all the things together, you know, we meet people. That's what we do for a living, mm. and, and I love that. I love loving on people and 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 meeting folks and and just finding out their story. So so I'm glad we're here, man. Good man. Yeah, I'm in. That's a reason that I was early on drawn to you. Is I know that. Y- you're a talented musician and I love your music and it's, you know, it's added to my library on Apple music and everything. And I, and I hear it pretty regularly now, um, since we first met, but, but more than you just being a talented musician, 
you're a storyteller and you're you're passionate about people's stories and you're also passionate about living out a creative story that makes an impact. And so I'm excited to just dive into who you are, why that somehow became true about you, and what does what that looks like in your life? Cool, man. Well, I'm I'm, I'm stoked too. Good. I, I'm uh, I'm an open book, so perfect. Well, to start off, let me ask you: ninety percent of the time that I see photos of you, and the last time we saw each other, you had a two dollar bill stuck in your hat. <laughs> you don't have a two dollar bill stuck in your hat. Where is your two dollar bill? Oh man, it's in my pocket. It's in my pocket. Um, the $2 bill is just, it goes back to the storytelling, you know, the whimsical kind of brain power magicianship that, that I fell in love with as a kid. You know, you'd meet these special people. You'd meet these folks that knew how to tie knots and, and these people in Alabama that, that spoke in, in, in like poetic, you know, southernisms and things like that. So I was just always infatuated with with creating stories and being mm. being in a story. And so a $2 bill was a, whether you believed that it was lucky or it was a conversation piece or whatever it was, my grandfather uh, used to give me the, these $2 bills, you know, to represent something and um, to just have as a talking piece. And, and so I started sticking uh, $2 bills in, in my hat and, or a old school ace card or, or, feathers you know hats and feathers and stuff and matchsticks and rabbit's foots and like all these all different all these things it's not they're they're all for the muse you know for the giant muse of of um storytelling and and songwriting and being that magical person that i loved as a kid and maybe giving a kid or giving somebody a a story um and that's what those are about you know yeah because you can just throw down a $2 bill as a tip, and all of a sudden, instead of that just being a $2 tip, it's a special moment. It's an experience. It's an opportunity, you know. I, mm. I've got a really cool story about a uh, $2 bill that uh, I, I met Billy Gibbons. I was I was working some with with them, and, and um, he came out, and uh, he I noticed he tipped the guy 10 $2 bills. Hmm. And that's the way Billy Gibbons he carries like two hundred dollars and two hundred two dollar bills. That's amazing around with him, and it's and it's for that. It's like we're you only live once. If you're lucky, you get a hundred years on this earth. So why not create you know just nectar filled flowers everywhere, just just like little droplets of joy, you know, and 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 memories, and and whether it be you know meeting somebody on an airplane or, or traveling abroad or, or being you know going to the grocery store, you know. You can make somebody's day, um, and it's about that energy that you give off that that I that I find fascinating. That's incredible, and I love the the intentionality that goes into something like that. To pick up a bunch of two dollar bills, I don't even know where you do that. You just do that at the bank. The bank, yeah, yeah. So it. you just go to the bank and you pick up a bunch of two dollar bills. Um, that's more effort than I've ever given towards getting any money in general. But then you just get to create these experiences everywhere you go, and and there's something beautiful about being out in the world and looking for opportunities to make someone's day or to create a memory or to be a part of a story. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't it? It's a, it's a thing. It's it's like when you start living for that and start living for um, other people, and I'm learning to do that more. You know, we're all selfish beings as kids. We're all eating our Gerber, you know, <laughs> baby food and mommy this and dad this, and, and it's all about you. And as you grow older, uh, you know, my dad told me that the more you make life about other people, the better it gets. And my mm. wife is an absolute saint. She's way <laughs> cooler and 
better than I am, but and prettier too, thank God. But <laughs> my dad told me that the the more you make life about other people, the better it gets. And I, and at nineteen, I was like, that makes no sense, dude. <laughs> like it's about my goals and my things, and I was very goal oriented very driven to the max like to the point where i was just bullying through my life and and as i started as i married her and started sharing my life and and my responsibilities i started really getting a sense of what what he was talking about and kind of what where my faith lied what my purpose as a musician was Hmm. and what my my that was my talent and that that was one of my tools but i had multiple tools and how do you use those tools and those talents to help just to help in some way, shape, form, or fashion, that's the way you get up every day before your feet hits the ground. How how can I help and be a vessel for good and be a vessel for, in, in my case, my faith drives me to, to God, you know, and, and like how can I be – how can I be of help to somebody or whether that be performing or raising money or, or you know, just swinging a hammer? I don't know what it is. Mm. And being open to that spontaneity to go out and just rock it. What was your childhood like with that kind of upbringing of your of your father's wisdom? And it sounds like your grandfather was a part of your life in yeah. that way as well. My grandfather was a, a preacher in a small Baptist church in, in Alabama, which sounds like this small-minded, small thing, like just because of the, the past and the, and yeah. the history. Well, my, but, grandpa, my grandfather was a preacher too. Cool, cool, cool. No matter what you kind of think of that from the surface— when you dig in deep to what he was, you know, he was kind of, he loved motorcycles and cars. My Mm. grandfather I'm speaking of, he loved motorcycles and cars and was kind of a rebel. You know, he loved going out and, 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 you know, living off the land and farming and, and being a hunter and being a, like a conservationist. He was, he was that type of dude, but he, his heart was stole by the spirit in a good way. You know, he was, he just kind of, uh, he found, uh, what he says, you know, he found God and he found his bliss in life. But he would go and hang out with these, uh, what my grandmother called roughnecks, you know. And, <laughs> and I was always fascinated in growing up. You asked me what it was like to grow up in, in Alabama in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. I was fascinated by these craftsmen, by the woodworkers, by the framers and the and the guys that could – tear a tree out of the ground and make a, a swing out of it. Wow. You know, or, yeah, these artisans who yeah. had honed their craft. Sure, sure. It could make a boat run or, or could build these masterpiece cabins out of out of the side of a mountain. Mm. You know, I just I was always infatu- infatuated with that type of grit and that type of goal. And you learn that that those type of guys, they're they're a lot of different characters. And there's a lot of different stories that come along with those circles of uh, those lunch hours, I guess you'd say. Like lunch at a construction site. If you want some <laughs> song ideas, bro, just go <laughs> go check out the, the construction site down the road. And, and we were in a conservative part of the country for sure, but I had a very liberal upbringing in the fact that I could bang on pots and pans. I got in trouble in third grade, and my third grade teacher told me that I was socially unacceptable to society. Whoa. Told my mom that. Freaked her out. She was like... <laughs> But it was just – I was just an artist and I was just mm. a kid that – I would have done better at a monastery school or something, you know, <laughs> where I could have just like went crazy and, and, you know, I grew up on a creek bank where I could fish and I could catch frogs and I watched fox and I watched bobcats and stuff and learned bird sounds and could mimic them and, and 
learned how to sleep on the ground at night and build a fire and all this stuff. Did you ever get made fun of for being a little bit different than everybody else? Um, it happened. It happened for sure. My mom's a cosmetologist and I wasn't afraid to wear, you know, weird clothes or weird shoes or whatever weird means, you know, it was just something that I didn't, I was the dude that would ask the girl to dance at the front. Like I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care if I was, uh, you know, my sister was older than me. So I knew, I knew that girls were just as scared as I was <laughs> and I could go up to and be whoever I wanted to be. And I got liberated like that because of my, my aunt, my uncle, my mom and my dad and those people that were like, oh, that's cool, dude. That's cool. Like, do your thing. Do your thing. And like I said, we went to a small Baptist church, which rings this big thing of, oh, man, they were conservative, right-wing Christian folks. But it didn't. It sure didn't feel like that. You know, it felt very liberating to be raised in my family and, mm. and to be a musician, you know. I guess in hindsight more so, at what point do you think that you started to become a musician? Oh, man. It was later. It was definitely later. Um I knew I could sing in first grade uh, at our first grade play because the pretty girl, uh, Lindsay Wagner, said that, <laughs> that, hey, you can, you're can you pretty good at singing. She probably has no idea about that. But And then about 18 or so, I was singing a Black Crow song at a, at a campfire where I thought the guy sucked that was singing at the time. And I was like, hey, let me, let me sing. She talks to angels. I said, she talks to angels. And I just kind of gripped into it and went went for it. And everybody kind of turned. Nobody was paying attention to him. And they turned, and I was like, well, that was pretty fun. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it was about football and baseball. Small town Alabama, I mean, if you're not going to go f- play pro baseball, I mean, you're going to go work at Goodyear Tire and Rubber Plant. Or you're going to go to college and, and get married and have a couple of kids and do your thing. And it's eat, drink, and be merry, man. And I love that type of life if that's your life. But I always felt that I wanted to be nomadic. Hmm. I wanted to be in a van, and I wanted to be in a band, and I wanted to have long, you know, long hair and and a beard, and and go out and write stories like Hemingway and Faulkner, and and go out. I always had that in my head, ever childhood. So hmm. you asked me when I knew uh, the musician that that was college when I really knew that I was I was like, God, oh, I'm moving to Nashville where the best songwriters, in my opinion, in the world live, and. I'm going to engulf myself mm. in what it takes to be a songwriting craftsman and what it takes to be a, a you know a true patron of the art. And you had this this drive and this creativity and I feel like those partner so well together because you were able to not just be creative alone but you're able to say hey let's go out and 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 make something of this. Let's go make a record. Let's move to Nashville. Let's figure mm-hmm. this out. Creativity yeah, I mean that that I, I would take somebody if I was a say I was a coach and I was going to put some people out into the world that were going to succeed at songwriting or artist or you know or something you know somebody that was going to succeed in this in this our entertainment world. I would take the the driven guy or gal that that never takes no. They just find a different way. They're they're charismatic. They smile a lot over the uber, uber talented dude or, or girl that, mm. that can sing every note in the right key because we're not pianos, you know? Mm-hmm. We're, we're vessels. We're vessels of of life, and, and it's it's Dylan's faults in his voice that make Dylan Dylan. It's it's the Rolling Stones' crappy guitar playing that make it great. Yeah. Know? So for that, 
I, I was driven, and it to a fault sometimes. I bugged the crap out of people. Still do to this day, you know. And it's I actually got told no at first from the producer that's producing me right now. He didn't dig it. He didn't. <laughs> it wasn't that he didn't dig it. He just didn't feel it, and he was busy. Mm. So he moved, he said, "You're a talented, dude, but I, I, I'm not feeling." So I, I called him back because I don't have an ego in it, man. I, I mean, I'm trying to make the best music, and and there's no competition in that. It's it's I'm in my head. I'm competing with Zeppelin and the Eagles. I, I'm competing with the best that's ever. When I listen to the Almond Brothers, I'm mm. competing. I want my music to be at that level. So to be able to get to that level, if if you don't have the the chops that Dickie Betts had or, or the chops that Dwayne Allman had on guitar, then you got to find people that that do and yeah. find people and and use. You know what? Dwayne Allman had his had his slide guitar and he had impeccable hands and what he did. But like, he's not Drake White, and I'm not Dwayne Allman. He could do things better than I could. Certain things I can do certain things better than he can, and that's what I've always remembered in my head, whether yeah. I was playing sports or playing guitar or basket weaving, you know? Because it's all about leaning into your specific strengths. <laughs> this is such an awkward question to ask, but but what do you think are your specific strengths in this situation? Oh, I, this hate, I, hate, I hate doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, let me tell you what my specific strengths are. I guess, I guess maybe let me twist this for you. I'm kidding. I would tell you, but... I, yeah, no, but like, what is it that you're passionate about within yeah. the world of music? Because sometimes that is, you know, in line with your strengths because you're able to hone them because you are passionate about it. What is it that you like to lean into versus, you know, the things that you could leave behind and let somebody else do? Musically. Yeah. Oh. Or I mean, I mean, the whole deal though, because there's so much more than music to music. Yeah. It's It's a very wide, very wide thing. I'm glad you you clarified that I can open it up to the whole deal. Like what I'm good at is I'm good at communicating to a group of people, my expectations. This is what you're good at. You're good at, you're good at drums, social networking, and, uh, and you love dogs. So how can we use you? You know, I'm good at, at, uh, you know, I'm good at phrasing. I can make up something on the end of my tongue, and it's just free verse. It's free all over the place. It's just like I'm talking right now, and, and there's no structure to it. So I'm not good at, no, man, seeing that note at that time. Like, I'm not seeing I, – I had a drummer tell me one time. He said, you're – I said, can you be in my band, man? Can you be my drummer in my band? He goes, I'd love to be in your band, dude, but I've never heard you sing a song the same way twice. Hmm. And I kind of looked at him, and instead <laughs> of taking that as a insult, I, I was like, well, cool. You know, that that's theater. That's that's an entertainer. That's it. Yeah. When in fact, like, Berkeley School of Music or some guy that was versed in, you know, violin at Berkeley. He's got to play that like it's written, like yeah. And he's got to know it. So guess what? I got a violin player from Berkeley. He's in my band, and he's the <laughs> guy that tell that makes me that warms my voice up, that helps me get ready. My bass player Phil, he's the guy that says Drake, I need you to slow your heart rate down at this point. Just calm down and just deliver because what's happening is you're rushing this. And then you know my drummer is the kind of cool bohemian hippie dude that just kind of keeps me keeps me free and keeps me going and so it's hiring people around you that that have the the talents that you don't 
necessarily have. Yeah. And uh, so I feel strongly about communication, songwriting. I'm learning every day about songwriting, as you always do. But I feel good about phrasing and actually presenting. Mm. I, I can sell, man. I can sell something. <laughs> I can sell. You know, my dad used to say, you, you could sell us to Eskimo. You know, and, and it's, and I don't even know if that's politically correct. So, sorry. <laughs> but it's something that if you give me the opportunity to stand in front of you and I'm passionate about what what I'm presenting to you, we're going to leave there with something. Something's mm. got to happen, you know. And uh, so that's what I'm good at. And it's about not having an ego in it and saying, you know what, dude, I'm not good at that. I'm going to delegate, not be afraid to delegate, and then don't micromanage inside that delegation, which is really hard for me. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, me too. Yeah. I'm learning that every day. I just wanted to take a quick break from this conversation to tell you about Talkspace. One of the overarching themes of Sounds Good over the last two years has been mental health. We've had so many conversations with our guests about how we can take better care of ourselves so that we can take better care of the people in our lives and make a bigger difference in the world. And that's why I am so excited to have Talkspace, the online therapy company, sponsoring this week's episode. Personally, I started going to counseling to take better care of my mental health right as we launched the podcast two years ago. I always thought you needed a big crisis in your life to start therapy, but I've discovered it's so incredibly helpful to talk with a therapist at any point in your life. Talkspace makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. And it's especially amazing if you're anything like me and you travel or you have a really busy week to week schedule. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash sounds. And as a special offer for our listeners, and I love this, you can use coupon code COUPON to get $30 off of your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's coupon and Talkspace.com slash sounds. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. And now back to the rest of the conversation. You talked earlier about being a vessel and about how, you know, ultimately, I think that you as a musician and your songs as songs and all of these things are tools to make something happen. And we all love the choice in the creative things that we do where my definition of creativity is the same as Seth Godin's definition of creativity, which is creativity is anything that's outside the rule books. So we all get to do things that are creative, no matter if we do creative jobs or not, but the opportunity we have with that creativity is to make something happen. And we get the opportunity to choose what that end result is. What would you say that the purpose behind what you do is? What, what would you say that your ultimate goal and aim is? My mission statement is, is something that I clarified uh, a while ago. And it's ever-changing, ever-evolving. Um, but I think it's important to write it down. And that, that mission state is to create art, not just music, to create art following your true heart's bliss, your true heart's bliss, not the trends, not the this, not the this. Create art following your true heart's bliss that leaves people with hope, passion, and faith. Wow. Oh, man. Once you declare that and you let your band now, I refuse to call them a band because bands fail. Bands are a bunch of people that show up late. Bands are a pe- bunch of people that smell and, and they're this and that. Like, this is 
my band of brothers. Mm. These are my band of brothers. We are we are militant in in being on time presenting the show. But so I'm going off on a tangent there. But my goal, my 100% goal, is to leave people stirred in their in their psyche, in their emotion, in their spirit. To where they'll open their eyes and say, man, if we're lucky, we got 90 years on this earth. If we're really lucky, we got 100. I'm going to start. I'm going to live it for other people. And I'm going to I'm going to absolutely press myself to the max to get every drop of energy and every drop of production out of my soul and out of my thing and out of my head. And because I want to leave this world better than I found it. You know, I want as cliche as that sounds, you know, we, you know, I, I'm passionate about kids and educating kids. I'm passionate about, you know, music education in schools. I'm passionate about the environment, the ocean. I love the ocean. I'm, I'm passionate about, you know, sports and, and, and health and vitality. Um, but the one thing, it can be summed up with that mission statement, but I come out here every day, not to not to create music or, or, to, or to just, hey, I'm going to make this show and I hope this show's flawless. It's to evoke and stir emotion in somebody and maybe, just maybe, that they go out and they help somebody or they go out and that plants a seed and that plants a seed and that plants a seed and the, the good plants seeds over and over and over because that echoes in eternity. You know, mm. what we're doing today, you know, I'll be dead and you know, 50 more years, if I'm lucky. Everybody is on the same playing field with death. <laughs> Everybody. So it's bigger than me. The art is bigger than me. Everything that you say is powerful. So be careful with your words. And I'm all about, with this music, using my platform to levitate other people that may not have known about their platform hmm. and then, you know, exalting my God and, and, and loving Jesus and being the follower that he would have me to be and, and working for his kingdom. You know, that's, that's my, you know, I'm not really religious, but I'm, I'm spiritual. I have a spiritual connection with, uh, with God and, and, you know, through Jesus for me. And that is my, that's my goal. I hope that was a long answer. No, that's a good <laughs> answer. Do you remember that moment that you, clarified that you were like, I want to make this work about leaving people with hope and faith and love. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are in this place where they're like, oh, I would love a mission statement. Like, I would love to have a, a clarified idea of what I can go into every interaction or every art piece working on. Yeah. I believe that the best thing you can invest in is yourself. So when I talk about investing, you know, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, you know, these type of people that get into your psychology and say um, the incantations of I can do this and this is why, this is where I'm at, this is how I'm going to do it, and this is what I'm going to do it for. Mm-hmm. And if you're managing, I, I mean, I, I went to school for, you know, construction management and engineering. Mm-hmm. So if you're managing somebody, if you have a mission statement on the board, hey, guys, this is why this is hard. This is where we've been, where we're going, and where we're at. This is why we're doing this, because this will leave people with hope. This is why we're doing this video uh, 
this is why we're doing these podcasts to get the word out there. But this is why we're doing this video and it's two o'clock in the morning and you're tired and we're thinking. So when everybody gets tired and worn down, you can point back to your mission statement. So it was really training through through Tony Robbins and going to those going to those um, seminars that I really wrote it all down and that the power in writing something down is immense, brother. Yeah. It is immense. Uh, I use a yellow notepad, legal mm. pad, and it, I have an old wood clipboard, old school wood, and it was my grandfather's, and that doesn't matter for the story, but it was. And, and I I wake up every morning, I thrive off list. I thrive off somebody saying I can't do something. And I thrive off the impossible, like, how can we make it possible? How can we do, you know, do things through our music and through our talents, whether yours be axe throwing or, you know, or skipping <laughs> rocks or yodeling and mine is, you know, whatever, being a nurse or being laying block or I don't care what it is. You can go out there and make a difference. And that's that's something that I, I wake up every day very excited about. So in the midst of all of this, you're doing all of these things. Your career is growing. Uh, and not only that, but you're having an impact on more people because you're touring, you're meeting more people, you're gaining more opportunities to surprise and delight people and to fill people with joy and wonder and to tell more stories. What's been the highlight of the last few years of just kind of growing as an artist and last we talked you were about to head to europe and and now you're back and you just got back from touring europe like you've been doing some amazing stuff Mm -hmm. there's so many the highlight for me is simple as this walking out this morning at 9 30 and my wife going all right have a good day and i got my guitar in my hand and i got my computer in my hand and I'm going to write a song. And it's like, bye, honey. Have a good day at work. Remembering that I've I've accomplished that. We are writing music every day, and that is my job, among many other things. But that's my job today is to go sit in a room with some of the most talented people in the world. And, and that's the highlight when I realized that. And I could go through the bucket list of the, the rhyming of, of, you know, playing at Fenway Park. All those are great. But the highlight is the peace and the clarity of looking your, your loved one in the eye and saying, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. What God put me on this earth to do, that's what I'm doing every single day. Does that make sense? Is that I, I think it does. I, I think I just I don't know why I just answered my question. I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm a lunatic, man. But that's the highlight for me to to be reassured that I'm doing the right thing because there's so many times through my teens whew, and my twenties where I was not sure. I was not sure at all. Um, the tours are great. The band's great. Having my guys all up there pulling the same direction, but to have your wife look at you and go. Yeah, I'm proud of you. And your mom and dad, I'm proud of you. You're doing it. You're doing what you're supposed to do. That's that's the highlight of all this. That's beautiful. Thank you. Man, This I, I just love everything that you're up to. As we transition out of this uh, and as we kind of wrap up this episode, a lot of people 
may be inspired by the way that you found passion and purpose and, and the way that you, you know, you use that to, to fill the world with, with hope and faith and love uh, and how you're able to surprise and delight people and, and fill their lives with stories and yeah. new experiences. And people were to go out and live these ideas out next week. You know, what would be a great way for them to start? Just on a really practical oh, level. A great question. I'm so glad you asked, man. Um, this life is, is – there's so many bad, gruesome things that are happening in the world. And what I learned about successful people, I'm talking truly happy. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about Grammy winners or, or you know, what – Everybody, I'm talking about when people go to bed at night, those people that are happy and just smiling and they wake up before the alarm clock goes off and they're and they're happy. Um, I think the best place for you to start is a honest conversation with your guts and and writing down on your yellow piece of legal pad where you think you're at today, on your scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best person in your mind that you could possibly be. I'm talking body, working out, everything. Everybody has that six-pack abs with those great biceps. <laughs> Everybody's got the chick. Got, like, first of all, writing that down, what is your ideal self? And knowing that frontwards and backwards. Second, do something fucking drastic. I'm talking insane, drastic, which for me, jumping in a cold, freezing, 40-degree ice bath the first thing in the morning, that's drastic. I don't want to do that, but it shocks your body, it shock, and it teaches you that you can do whatever you put your mind to, and you can overcome all this stuff. So I'm rambling a bit. So the first thing I would do, get the notepad out, write down exactly what you want. Write down exactly what you want by these questions. Do I want a house? As simple as this. Do I want these pair of shoes? Do I want this car? Who do I want to marry? Do I want to marry? Do I want kids? How do I want that to look? Do I want to have sex once a week or four times a week? Do I want to have a golden retriever that is trimmed or cut? Or Write all that down and then write where you're at. Never use the excuse of money because money's irrelevant. It really is. You're, where passion flows, money goes. So there's so many podcasts. There's so many things that you can look up. Look up Tony Robbins. It works for me. I love the stuff that Tony does. If that doesn't work for you, Tim Ferriss is great. If that doesn't work for you, find something that invigorates you. Get rid of the losers around you that are sucking. Like literally, call them. You don't even have to call them. Just quit hanging out with them. Quit hanging out with the people that are saying, oh, man, or that are just, that are saying anything negative. Refuse to say anything negative for, whether it be fake or not. I don't care if you think it's fake. Like, just refuse to say any, every, anything negative for a week and just constantly live for other people. When you walk to the grocery store, grab three carts in the parking lot and put them up. When you walk in the grocery store, pay for somebody's meal. I don't know. Do things that are out of this world that you would never think. And what that means, whether it be jump in a cold bath or pay for somebody's Starbucks, smoke a lock of moke, that it doesn't matter. Just do something that shocks yourself. 
and you'll get addicted. You start getting addicted to that thing. And this, Tony Robbins teaches all this. But I just really believe in and do something that freaks people out, that freaks people out. Like buy somebody a set of tires. Call your mom and tell you love her. Or call, I don't know. And so to start down this path, I guarantee you if you did that right now, like we could literally walk out this door after this podcast, find somebody and just completely blow them away by some kind of act of kindness. That's what I would say is the fir- is the most important thing. Um, random acts of kindness. There is opportunities to make memories with waiters, with co-workers, with bosses, with sharpening your pencil. I'm looking at a pencil. There's, I know that's super random, but there is so many opportunities. You just have to train your mind to see those opportunities inside the day, to see those opportunities uh, with your loved ones. Come into, and come into your wife if you're not married or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your dog or whatever and, like, walk into your house and go, Hey, honey, I'm home. Just freak her out and just go grab her and, and hug her and, and just, that's weird, right? That's totally weird. But if we did that, and I'm speaking to myself, I don't do that every day, but I should. I try to do it because that that's like, oh, we only got 50 more years on earth. You only got 50 more years. So why are you sitting on the couch? Why are you being? Go do something kind for somebody Get out, quit talking about money, quit thinking about everybody else. Delete your Facebook, your Instagram, and I love Facebook and Instagram. But if you're spending, well, I'll say delete it. Delete it for a week. (laughs) But with your social networks, delegate 30 minutes a day for those social networks. 30 minutes. And that's not you streaming or surfing or comparing yourself with the next person. Just do it. For a week, 30 minutes a day, I'm not going to do any more social networking than that. And that's going to be from 7 to 7.30 or from 6.30 a.m. to 6, 6 o'clock. As weird as this sounds, I'm an old Alabama boy that keeps a pocket knife and I've got, you know, an old hunting dog and love to hunt. Meditation, man. Meditation. There's an app called Headspace. Download it. It's 10 minutes a freaking day, dude. And it zends you out. You're going to do it. Do it for other people around you. It's going to make you calm in lines. You're not going to freak out and, and at the DMV when you're redoing your driver's license. But I regress. Write your goals down. Find out the path to get there. Get rid of the negative bullshit people in your life. Random ex- acts of kindness. You can change somebody with one word, with one thing. Remember that what you say echoes in eternity. I think I've answered the question. Now I'm, I'm, I'm just rambling, but that's it. That was beautiful. That was amazing. <laughs> awesome. What a way to wrap up the podcast. Drake, thank you so much for your wisdom, for your life, for your creativity, and uh, for being on the show. Oh, well. I'm just crazy as a loon, so I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you having me and, and listening, and uh, yeah, rock and roll. I 
oh my goodness, isn't Drake ridiculous? Like, he's the best. And I feel like he's not what you would expect at all from a country musician. And I kind of like that about him. I feel like people tend to surprise us. I really caught on to this thing that Drake clearly cares about. I hope you did too. He talked about moving toward your ideal self. If you were inspired by his story but don't know where to start when beginning this journey in your own life, here are two simple steps that Drake gave that you can try to remember. Number one is write down what you want. Spell out the specific ways you hope your life will turn out. And number two, do something drastic. Do something insane. Often taking that risk and moving toward the impossible gets us an inch closer to that ideal self. I love how Drake says that we should do something that freaks people out, like randomly buying somebody a set of tires or calling your mom and telling her that you love her, even on like a podcast. Hi, mom. I love you. (laughs) I'm all about that. If you're not already following Drake on social media, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram, and you can buy and stream his music wherever you listen to music. Again, it was so fun having Drake on the show. If you like Sounds Good, support us by telling a friend. Let them know what you love about the show and give them the link to listen on Apple Podcasts. And if you really liked this particular episode, and maybe you're new to the show and you hadn't heard a lot before, you would also love our conversation with artist Leah Nobel, and singer-songwriter Matt Wirtz. This podcast is created by me, Brandon Harvey, as a part of Good Good Good, a community that believes in the power of celebrating good news and becoming good news. You can get even more hopeful stories on social media by following us everywhere at Good 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 Co. We also create a beautiful quarterly newspaper that celebrates the people, ideas, and movements that are changing the world for the better. We would love for you to get your own copy. It'll show up right at your door. Check it out and see what else we do at goodgoodgood at goodgoodgood.co. Oh, and one more time, thank you so much to Talkspace for sponsoring this week's episode. Go to talkspace.com slash sounds and enter coupon code coupon to get 30 bucks off your first month. And on that note, that is a wrap for this week's episode. Go out and do some good this week, and we'll be back next week with another inspiring story from an incredible person. Sound good?